Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today.
says, I can't move. Everything else just has to suffer. And that's what takes us. And then he anoints us. He says, I'm no longer until you're on the cross. He fills us with his anointing day by day and night. And then he anoints us from the inside out. And it something different happens. Just something else. Just what's it about? These glasses, I can tell you, man, it's such a, such a toothbrush. One of the brushes goes on. One of the filament colors sand to do that. And that's it. He's the one who
because she was willing to surreptitiously go and see and handle her fears and emotions. And when that command was laid, and she needed no shame or introduction, she needed no
if you do the miraculous, you then more souls can prevail not adulterated already. More souls because they do exactly what the kingdom of God is. Jesus said, unless you receive the kingdom of heaven like a little child, if you can't seem to make it. There was one Sunday when I said, yes, I'll take the children. And I had no idea. We did the thing. We had the dads come. We built the tomb. We raised Lazarus, not only once, but a few times, because every other child wanted to be Lazarus. We had, we had the children play Jesus. We had resur- the, the, the two dads that volunteered. One was resurrection, one was life. And then we spoke the words, resurrection and life, raised up Lazarus. We had a marvelous time. We had so much fun. And we were living in Fairmont, and I got in the car, and as soon as I sat in my car, the presence of God, he took me in his arms, and he said, because you were willing to do what I called you to do, because you were willing to receive this child, you have received me. And he held me, and tears streamed down my face, and I cried for the whole hour and 15 minutes all the way home. And I looked at Ray, and he was having his moment with God, too, because he'd done something simple in the church that the Lord had said, this has been on my heart for so long. We so underestimate just little details that are big in the kingdom of heaven. They impact all of heaven. And when we are consecrated and say, Lord, it doesn't matter how insignificant it is to me, it's not about me. It's about you. And when we do that, God, people are praying and they are so worshiping because we are taking of the kingdom of heaven and bringing it here on this earth. John departed from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch and Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent to them, saying, Men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Then Paul stood up. 
motioning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he brought them out of it. Now for a time of about 40 years, he put up with their ways in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land to them by allotment. After that, he gave them judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward, they asked for a king. So God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 30 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave the testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. For this man's seed, according to the promise, God raised up for Israel a Savior, Jesus. And John had first preached before his coming of the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, Who do you think I am? I am not he. But behold, there comes one after me, the sandal of whose feet I'm not worthy to loose. Men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, he took, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. He, had, he was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. And we declare to you glad tidings, that promise which was made to the fathers, God has fulfilled for us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus, who has also written in the Psalms, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. And that he raised him from the death, no more to return to corruption. He has spoken thus. I will give you sure mercies of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. For David, and after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and saw, and saw corruption. But he whom God raised saw no corruption. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law and Moses of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest what has come, lest what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you. Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though you, 
so one word to declare it to you. China and Nigeria involves governments of state. So why would you spend all that time in the Middle East? I'll tell you why. All environmentalists have been sitting in church when we just read from the Law and the Prophets. They have been reading from the Law and the Prophets since they were children. And they are now standing in the reality of what the law and the prophets have been proclaiming for hundreds of years. And they were smart enough, they had revelation enough to recognize we are standing in a Kairos moment. What has been proclaimed by the law and the prophets all those years, we get to be a part of the fulfillment. We are part of this whole picture. And I declare to you right now, we are in this Kairos moment. We are going to have not only children but adults coming, not only from this community but from the surrounding area, coming through those doors. They don't even know what a Bible is. They don't even know what the stories are about in this book. God is wanting us to come into a real world where we don't use Christianese anymore. We actually talk as if this is a reality. Jesus is a real person. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. And he can speak to you too. I have been forgiven. I'm a new creation. And we've got these little children who God is calling, and they are going to influence this world that they are in. They were talking about jobs. And this week I'm out shoveling the snow. We've removed Cranbrook now. We were two, two weeks here. God seriously testified last week, standing on the doorstep, waiting for the key on the call from the lawyer saying, let's go. And this week I'm out shoveling all the snow. And a lady walks by, and I've been talking to the Lord about, God, okay, I need a job now. I've got the house. We've got, you know, now I need a job. And this lady walks across the street the other day, and then she turns on the iPad, turns out she's a neighbor. She begins to share with me what she does for a living. I said, you need a job? I've got a job. This is what you need to be doing. She goes home. She sends me the information. I will be applying for that job this week because it is so in line with what God told me I would be doing when we came here to Cranbrook. When you find your people, when you consecrate your life to the Lord, when you lay down all your used-to-be purposes, used-to-be functions, used-to-be desires, and say, God, whatever it is you want me to do for you, I will do. He's called me to somehow do something with his children. I don't know all the answers yet, but I belong to a congregation that is full of anointed people who also hear from the Spirit of God. Let me tell you how you will be a part of this picture. I'm so glad you asked. You might think that I don't have the body of a youth. There's no way I can get on the floor and lead a group of kids. 
let me tell you that God is the same Holy Spirit that is in his children. They need somebody to practice prophesying for them. They need someone to lay hands on and to pray for them. They need every person here to say, I will invest not only in eternity, but in my future. Because these children are your leaders. They, my children have this joke. They always say, we're the ones that choose what home you're going to live in. You know that, right? It's true. Our children are the ones who are going to be making the decisions that affect all of us. We want them to be godly. We want them to know the Holy Spirit. We want them to stand for righteousness, not politics. God is into righteousness and justice. And so every person here, you have a testimony? Larry has already agreed to come in and share the story of how God met him when he lost his eyesight. Tell me, that's not going to impact the child when they see his foot and they say, God is alive in this man's life. And no matter what he went through, he's the same God that can do it in me. What is your God's story? You've heard the story of the mustard seed. Every one of us, the Holy Spirit said to me, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Do you know what mustard seed, the kingdom of heaven? Your mustard seed is your encounter with God. What has God done for you? Where is your field? You walked right into it when you came through those doors. This is a part of your field, not just your workplace, your family, your neighborhood. It's when you come through those doors. What is your story? God has an opportunity with these little children. Take a moment. Call me. I will give you my address, my email address, my phone number. I will meet you. You don't know how this is going to be done. I don't know how it's going to be done. But the Holy Spirit is brilliant. He comes up with the most creative ideas, like build a tent. Have somebody tied up like Lazarus was. Pray for him to come to life. And he came to life. The children lead. They're so forgiving. It doesn't matter that we followed all the steps. They had a great time, and a truth was imparted into their spirit, and they walked home changed. So I don't know, but I would love to partner with you. Come. Let's partner together. If you say, I just want to sit in the corner, thank God. Because just being in their presence, God is going to work something in you. And not only that, when you sit there and you pray for these children as we do our lesson, then we come to minister to them. Oh, who have we got that we can lay hands on and pray for because they need healing? There's someone. I tell you, you want miracles to happen in your life, you have a child to pray for them. Right? Is that not the truth? That's not, that wasn't coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidence in the kingdom of heaven. It's called divine appointments. Kairos timing. He's going to do things exponentially. Now, 
to just spend some time. Like if you have somebody that, I don't know, God, God gave me some things this week. Um, even this morning when I woke up, if maybe it's somebody that God meant. I just, I don't know if you know your face and your online and you are bent over and you haven't been able to stand up. But I put my hands on you, and in the name of Jesus, I say, Jesus Christ has made you whole. I just saw you stand up, fall over backwards, and you're laughing, being filled with the presence of God, and you're completely restored, and you can bend. You can get bend up and down, up and down. And somebody else, the left clavicle, I kept thinking left clavicle. So whatever that, whoever's struggling with arm and left clavicle, maybe it was you, Larry, I don't know. But restoration life in Jesus' name. Now, I, I just had somebody that I want to pray for, and I would like Zach to come up. So if that's okay, Zach, come up. But I have someone, Shaw, I would like you to come up here, please. God has been so far away. Ask him to show you. Is there something I've been holding out on you, Lord? Is there some area of my life? Is there something that I see that's, ah, that's insignificant? Maybe he's been asking you to do something very insignificant. And you can get the reward. I like the mustard seed. Thank you. 
importance. They bring flavor. They bring nutrition. They are those moments in the praise and worship when you feel the embrace of your Heavenly Father. But we want something that lasts more than just a moment when we're standing in church. We want a life of significance. And if we are willing to plant that insignificant seed, He will cause it to grow. And not only does a tree provide food, it provides shelter, it brings community, but if you were to ever cut into the tree, it pulls a legacy. How many of us would want to leave a legacy? Holy Spirit, take over part of my life. Thanks for listening to our sermon of the week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of His presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.